One thing. It gets tiring holding that book up. Future reference, Dan, because he wants to do it one day. <laughs> gets tiring. Alrighty. Um, if you have your Bibles, please open them to Genesis 5. And we're going to tackle, actually, all of Genesis 5. It's going to be a, a fun time, let me tell you. Um, and actually, Betsy, I've decided not to go ahead and uh, read it first, just so you know. We're going to go through it just verse by verse, okay? Alrighty. Um, so in Genesis, what we've come to thus far, um, Adam and Eve have sinned. We've seen the fall of the world, of humanity. And then after that, we have the story of Cain and Abel and what Cain did to Abel, the first curse, and then also the genealogy of Cain. Um, and if we remember, genealogy of Cain, it, it ended somewhat horrifically, with the last person being a very um, murderous man, filled with wrath and willing to destroy ultimately. Um, even going as far as to say, well, if, if uh, Cain's were to suffer seven times seven, then me, it's 70 times seven, the wrath against me for what I've done. And so we come to that and we're thinking, oh my goodness, is this all that's left of humanity? Just this darkness, just this, this sense of awful. Well, at the end of the chapter, as we recall, there is hope. And that people started calling out to the name of the Lord. And that's where we begin today with a new genealogy. And this starts with uh, chapter 5, verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam, after he fathered Seth, were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. So we begin chapter 5 of Genesis with what scholars like to call a new taladot. Uh, a taladot, a taladot, is a Jewish term used to describe the generations motif that we find very often within Genesis. Thus, chapter 2, we saw the first Taladot, which started with, These are the generations of the heaven and the earth. Everything from chapter 2-4, when that first statement was said until chapter 5, deals with these beginning elements. Uh, the first human couple, the first sin, the first children, and even the first genealogy from the first child. Now in chapter 5, it begins with a new Taladot, which tells us, that everything which comes after is leading us to a particular place, which is the last four names on this list. Still, it is interesting the way that chapter 5 begins, as it says, this is the book. Scholars speculate whether this means that the book implies the genealogy itself, or if this genealogy comes from another source. We know that the biblical authors did have other sources which are lost to us, such as the book of the war of the Lords, uh, the war of Lord found in Numbers 21. Yet we are unsure of the purpose and can only be sure that what follows is the genealogy which starts with Adam. Thus we find in the first and second verses a quick recap over what happened previously. We are retold the, how God created humanity as male and female in his likeness, that he blessed them and named them, which implies his authority over humanity. We then learn when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image, and that name was Seth. Right away, we learn three things. 
The first is that the blessing which God bestowed to be fruitful and multiply is still given despite the fall. The second is that the likeness and image which was given to the first human couple is interposed on the next generation. The third is that this generation does not cover all the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, as Seth is the third son, not the first, which they had been blessed with. Likewise, we receive information about Adam himself, which becomes the standard for the rest of the chapter. We learn that he lived for 800 years, that he had other sons and daughters not mentioned, and that altogether he lived 930 years. After this, the life of the first man comes to an end, as we find that Adam dies returning to the dust. Alrighty. Now we're going to cover verses 6 through 20 with some very fun names. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Kenan. Enosh lived after he fathered Kenan 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahalalel. Kenan lived after he followed Mahalalel 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Kenan were 910 years and he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he'd fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived after he followed Jared 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years and he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Future reference. Name your child Mahalalel. It will go well with you. Alrighty, so verses 6 through 20. All deal with the generations leading from Adam all the way through to Enoch. For each individual on the list, there is the same information as there is with Adam, with the exception that there is nothing further. Uh, thus, we learn when Seth had Enosh, uh, then we learn that he died. We learn that when Enosh had Kenan, and then he died. We learn when Kenan had Mahalalel, and then when he died. Uh, we learn when Mahalalel had Jared, and then when he died. We learn when Jared had Enoch, and then when he died. In all these ways, we see each individual on the list, um, there is little said about each one. Instead, each one is quietly lived their lives and then died. Likewise, we learn that they each had many more children than just the ones mentioned in this list. As such, the population of the earth continued to increase, and from that little statement, and he had many sons and daughters, um, we remember that the blessing is still flowing. But then we come to Enoch, and this is what verse 21 says. Uh, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he followed Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he followed Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So we then come to the seventh name on this list. The seventh name in the list of genealogies is often focused on one who has some importance or holds some significance. 
This is true not only within the scriptures, but also in the ancient Near Eastern traditions which have been found. Uh, for example, there's this Sumerian king list, which has a seventh individual who also had divine mysteries, and one like Enoch who has, was taken up to heaven, so to speak. But all because these texts describe similarities, it is their differences which are the real effect. Thus, the Sumerian king list, for example, the list of kings who reigned, they reigned for thousands of years, 50,000 years this king reigned, um, whereas in our text we do not see that. Here in the scriptures, we have no individual who actually lives more than a millennium. Still, when it comes to Enoch, we learn that Methuselah at the earliest stage given. Um, but it is not just this that causes us pause when it comes to Enoch. We also learn more information about him. First, we learn that he walked with God. To walk with God implies a life devoted to God. Not only in regards to following commandments, but also in regards to having a relationship with God. He lived for the glory of God. Um, he lived a life of piety. Does this mean that no other individual was pious? Not necessarily. Instead, it likely represents a line of descendants who remain faithful to God. Enoch, however, is especially mentioned for his piety and his dedication to who God was. He went above and beyond the devotion of others, which is seen how the term walked with God is mentioned twice when describing him. Ultimately, this leads to the first what is called translation in the Bible. Now, a translation for those who were here on Easter is when an individual does not die, but instead is brought directly to heaven without dying. The other translation to occur within scriptures is Elijah. Now, why did this occur? We can't be certain. Some argue that his age of 365, it indicates a complete life, and therefore uh, he is translated because of this. Others, however, argue that it is God sparing Enoch from the sinful world around him. Unfortunately, we cannot be sure of the reasoning behind it. All we can be sure of is that Enoch lived, but he did not die, or at least not die as others. Instead, well, he didn't die. Instead, God took the pious Enoch away from the earth. Now, verses 25 through 27. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived, after he fathered Lamech, 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Interestingly enough, Enoch, who has the shortest life listed, uh, had Methuselah, who has the longest life. Methuselah is the only name on the list who almost reaches a thousand years of life. Ultimately, he becomes the oldest known individual within the scriptures. Still, we learn about Methuselah, what we had learned about with the others, that he lived and had a particular son named Lamech, um, and had other sons and daughters, and then he died. And now we'll come to the end of the chapter. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Lamech lived after he fathered Noah 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. After Noah was 500 years old, Noah fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 
The final two names on the list are Lamech and Noah. We notice immediately that Noah will have significance. Uh, He is the only individual besides Enoch to have more said about him. In particular, Lamech uses the name Noah as a play on words with the word relief. They are not the same word, but they sound similar in Hebrew. Ultimately, the beginning of the chapter dealt with the image of God on humanity and God's blessing on humanity. The end deals with the problem which came from the fall. Lamech is aware of the labor which comes from tilling the ground because it is cursed. In Noah, he hopes that the labor will cease and that there will come rest from the curse. Upon naming Noah, we learn Lamech had many sons and daughters, and he lives a total of 777 years, and then he dies. The final name on the list is Noah. He is the tenth name on the list, and as many notice, his genealogical record is distinct from the others. First, it specifies his age after his sons had been born. Second, the fact that the list names three sons instead of just one. Third, that the genealogical record is broken up by what we find in the coming chapters. While the Talada ends with Noah, the next Talada will focus on him, which then opens a new section of Genesis. All right. So the main point of these verses are to show the descendants of Adam, the first man, to Noah and his sons. The break in Noah's genealogical record should inform us that something will occur which breaks the flow of genealogy, though we do not know yet what it is. Well, actually we do because we just read the story about it to the kids. Um, But besides that, we just pretend with me for a little bit. All right. So application points. Again, I came up with one, which, okay, we just had a genealogy. How could you come up with more? Challenge accepted. That's what we do. So today we encountered another genealogy. As we saw last week, genealogies focus on individuals from generation to generation. And as we talked about today, most genealogies have a focus on the final person on the list. Uh, This is true. The final name on the list is the most important when it comes to Cain's genealogy, which dealt with Lamech, the other Lamech that is, and Adam's genealogy, which comes to Noah. And we find this in the New Testament as well when we look at the Matthew's genealogy, how it ends with Jesus. Thus, with both genealogies, we see a common theme of offspring, descendants. This then gives us further evidence that offspring are a blessing bestowed upon all humanity, similar to how the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Blessings are bestowed by God for his own purposes. But there are still differences as well to see within each genealogy. In fact, The Adam genealogy tells us a great deal more than the Cain's. This comes in two ways in particular. The first way is the emphasis on death. We see it throughout Seth's and Adam's genealogy. The most common theme found is that each person on the list dies with the exception of two. So it is this theme is true for each and every one of us as well. All humanity faces reality of the judgment placed upon Adam and Eve. For each of us, we all face the reality that we will return to the dust. For from whence dust we came, so shall dust we return. This line of Adam is, in all reality, no different in this regard. Eight of the ten names had life, with nine technically ending in death, though we don't learn that yet. So death. This is the end result of human life because of sin. 
Yet even with a genealogy which focuses so much on death, there is still a great amount of hope. Some might wonder, how can we have any hope if there is still this element of death? For many of us might be thinking, Pastor, death isn't, is a focus of, isn't even the focus of the genealogy of Cain. Yet here in this genealogy of Seth, where the calling of the Lord seems to be prevalent, there is death. How can there be any hope? Well, the answer to that question is found in two people. The first is Enoch, and the second is Noah. When it comes to Noah, we will look more at him in the coming weeks. So instead, the focus for today will be Enoch. This man, Enoch, is one of the most interesting individuals in the scriptures, and yet we find that he says absolutely nothing, not a word. And not only is he like an interesting man to us, even to the Jewish people, the book of First Enoch, the book of Second Enoch, um, these pseudepigraphal books written in his name, he just became this, this person that we all kind of look at and say, that's interesting. But when we look at it in the scriptures, his entire story lasts approximately 93 words, seven verses. Yet from these 93 words and these mere seven verses, which so interestingly describe the man's life, we come to a great deal of wonderful conclusion. Faithfulness and obedience to God leads to life. Enoch, the only man on the list to live and not die, the first person to be translated into heaven, that is to be brought to heaven without dying, there is only one again, one other individual in scriptures who is described as such, and that's Elijah. So it is when we see this Enoch, and we see his story in its simplicity, we also see it in its grandeur. For following after God leads to life. Of all the scriptural teachings which should remind us of the gospel of Jesus, it is this very one. Following after God leads from death into life. Though we may be surrounded by death, we can be sure that those who call upon the name of the Lord, those who live for his glory, those who live in obedience to him in faith, will have life. When it comes to Christ, we see the reality of where faithfulness leads. For in Christ, we place our eternal hope. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, as we learned a few weeks ago, then we are people who are to be most pitied. But as it is, we know Christ has been raised, and we know that it is faith in him which leads us to life, not only life, but also righteousness. It is through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ which we find our own place as Enoch's in this world. Those who are faithful to God will be so by having faith in Christ. Just as Enoch walked with God, so we are to walk in the Spirit, to walk with God ourselves, to be humble, knowing that our God is with us, His Spirit by the grace given through his blessed Son. Each one of us is capable, because each one of us has been given this new life if we are in Christ. Does this mean that we can boast in our own doings? If we are more faithful, can we say to others, look at my righteousness? Of course not. 
For we who live in faith know that it is not our righteousness which we seek and find, but the righteousness of Christ himself bestowed upon those who live in faith in him. Thus the righteousness given to us does not cause us to boast in ourselves, but in Christ alone. Does this mean that we can live any lifestyle then? We choose because we are declared righteous in Christ. Of course not. Instead, we recognize the same as Paul. We do not abandon the law, but we uphold it. We do not live however we want, but we live our lives in concurrence with our God who has redeemed us. It is not that we seek to live uh, in this righteousness because God beats us into it. Far from it. Instead, we seek to live in righteousness because our God loves us. And we love our God. Love. Love is the foundation for us in our faith in our lives, in the way we walk, in the way we talk, in the way we move and have our being. Love the Father bestows to us. Love we have for the Father, for what he has accomplished with this great salvation. So in Enoch, then, we see an individual who encourages us along the path, who reminds us and whispers to us through the ages, be faithful, be faithful, Faithfulness leads to life. Faithfulness alone will save you from death. And then this even leads to another interesting thought. A lot of times we wonder to ourselves, you know, how will I be remembered? By what will the generations which follow after me remember what I have done or who I was? It is interesting to consider this question when we consider how many names are in the scriptures. How many names are just in the genealogies alone. For when we consider it, the majority of the names are those who lead somewhere else. They lead to the next generation. They lead to the next person on the list. We don't know much about each person other than that they had a particular son and they lived for this many years and that they died. Some might find this sorrowful. Yet when we consider it, how sorrowful is it really? In truth, it seems our sorrow is misplaced. Because even if that were the case of their name and their life and their death, the truth is we can see how this genealogy has individuals who made their shoulders strong for the next generation. When we consider Enoch, when we consider Lamech and Noah, we see individuals who believed in God and who continued to teach about God, no matter what the culture and society around them did. Did everyone believe? It is clear they didn't. Not all the sons and daughters had faith, but it does seem at least in this line of people, there are those who continue to be faithful, especially when we consider Enoch and Noah. Thus, there is another encouragement from these genealogies, one which cannot be overstated enough for the older generation and for the younger one who are now having children of their own. Make your shoulders strong for the next generation. Keep being faithful in all the areas of your life, first for the glory of God, and second because there is a generation coming after you who will need examples in this life. Examples of how to live for their God, love their God, and walk in obedience with their God in faith. In other words, be the Enochs of your families. 
Genealogies remind us of this humble fact that all genealogies that each person on the list does in fact come to an end. The each person on this list is another person in a long chain being linked together. Genealogies remind us that each member, though, on the list is in fact important. It reminds us that you are important for God's plan. It reminds us that while so many times we ask ourselves, why am I here? Why did God put me in this place? There is always a reason for that answer, and that is that God is most glorified exactly where you are. If he weren't, then your life would look very different than it does. You would have been born to some other parents, some other family, some other country, some other time. But as it is, God has a purpose for his glory, and he does not make mistakes. So it is these genealogies, though they can be exhausting and hard to say the names, remind us a great deal of what we need to be reminded of, and that is that our God is good, he is great, and he leads us. That we have a responsibility with later generations than our own, while at the same time we must remember and remain focused on our own place and time, knowing that in this moment, with each breath, we are called to be more than what this world would have us to believe. That we are to be like Enoch, walking with our God in his grace, peace, and love. These are our encouragements, then, from today's text. These are the applications. To remember that death comes... To remember that to escape death, one must seek faithfulness to God. And to remember that we are an important part of a much larger story than ourselves. Some might find such genealogies boring. But the truth is, when we consider it further, we can learn a lot from this list of names. And of course, this always leads us to the gospel in some way, doesn't it? Um... Ways that we probably weren't expecting until we stop and really take the time to look over everything and take it all in. How with this, yes, it talks about our origins. Adam and Eve were the first humans on the planet and that they were blessed and they're created in the image of God and that that same created image is bestowed upon generation upon generation. That it's not just Adam and Eve who have been gifted with the image of God and the likeness of God, you do too because you're human. And everyone around you who's a human. And with that comes the reality of our worth, of the fact that, again, we all have dignity and sanctity to life. But then it also leads to a problem, and that's the fall. And how do we see that in today's text? And then he died. 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 And then he was translated. And then he died. And then he died. And so what we see in this reality is that the fall does take place and that we all experience in some ways this fall. We all experience the death and destruction. And not only that, we consider Lamech, who named Noah for the hope that he would be a part of lifting the curse. Little does he know, it's not going to work that way. (laughs) Or at least not the way that he thinks. 
But still, next week we're going to really talk about the fall. (laughs) And the week after that. And the week after that. But even in this text, guess what we do find? Redemption. Here, in a genealogy, a list of names of ten individuals plus their sons and all their family, we find redemption. That faith leads to life. And that we today know that this is true because we know Jesus Christ who lived, died, and guess what? He rose again on the, on the third day. That from him, eternal life has come. And all that the scriptures tell us is, have faith, have faith. Enoch tells us, have faith. And that's what we read in the, the heroes of faith in Hebrews. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham, a long line of people who keep on telling us, have faith. And if you think that, you know, our generation is hard, think about the time of Enoch and the time of Noah, where every inclination of their hearts were wicked all the time. Yes, our culture is rough. Yes, our world is a little insane. Some would even say a lot insane. But that doesn't excuse us because faith is what we're called to. And if we maintain our faith, guess what? We can be like Enoch and we can be like Noah and we can be like all of those who call before us to have faith. Because in faith we find redemption and we know that. And where does that lead? Well, like Enoch, he went to heaven. (laughs) That's where it leads for us too. It leads to eternal life where we get to experience the love of God without any boundaries, without all of our sin to say you're not worth it, and without all of the people around us sometimes to remind us that we're not. And sometimes that darkness can get on us and sometimes it can cause us to think, Lord, Lord, you know, how? How how can I even get there? But we know that those who have faith we'll be able to get there because of what Jesus has done. And that's when we feel that tension and we feel that darkness come around us and we think, I'm so worthless, God will look at us and say, you look like Jesus because you have faith in him. And so that's where we always have to bring ourselves. And that's where this genealogy, chapter 5 of Genesis a long way away from Jesus, reminds us that this is where it's going. It's going to a place where faith does redeem, where faith does bring life. Easter is here. Jesus is in this text. Let's not forget it, and let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for what you have accomplished through your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you that as we read over this list of names, And as we consider our own genealogies and where we're going and what you've brought us through, we can have hope and we can have encouragement to listen and to heed those who have come before us, those who continue to whisper generation to generation, have faith. And so, Lord, we ask that you would continue to give us the faith to believe even in our trying times. And that we would have faith to believe that through your son, Jesus Christ, we are redeemed. And that you see your son when you look at us. And we will inherit eternal life because of this faith which you grant us. 
So, Lord, we ask for your strength and we ask for your wisdom in our time and in our place. And we ask that you would continue to walk with us. For there is no other way than if you lead. We thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. At this time, I would invite.